My perspective of our boutique fitness industry might be a little different to yours. As a studio business consultant, I'm watching trends, I'm watching the economic environment, I'm speaking with studio owners around the world and sharing those insights with you here on the podcast, but also even deeper inside of my group coaching programs. Now, when it comes to software, there are a lot of options out there, and I'm all about lightening the load for you and finding areas that, uh, and tools, I should say, that can help support you in your growth. I think that's really important for you as a business owner to be aware of what those tools look like and how they might be able to help you in your business. So today I invited NT, who is the founder of FitGrid, to come on the show and share with us a little bit about the software that he has built that is designed to really deepen the relationship that you have with your clients, the relationship that exists between your studio and your clients, while giving you a ton of insightful and actionable data on your client's behavior that can help shape your business for success. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real-life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saren. Thank you so much for joining me today. So today we're talking about connection and using how do you can use software that um, can really help you to scale and grow your business, your revenue, um, and all the things, all by really deepening the relationship that you have with your clients without you doing it all. So today we're joined by NT. He's the founder of FitGrid and co-founder of BFS. Um, and he has also been honored as top entrepreneur and the Silicon um, Alley Want to Watch by Cranes New York. He's also been featured numerous times in publications such as Forbes, Business Week, and the New York Times, amongst many, many others. So I'm really excited that NT, you've been able to take some time out of your very busy schedule and join us today here on the Pilates Business Podcast. Oh, Saran, for you, anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, so... Very happy to I, be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, well, I, I've got so many, so, so much that I want to dive into with you today. And... Um, but why don't you start by telling us a little bit about how you went from sort of working in um, consulting um, and finance to running a software company that supports boutique fitness studio owners. How does that sort of path happen? <laughs> I, I am honestly still trying to figure that out, but let's see if I can, <laughs> let's see if I can um, go back. So so I think the first thing to know is that I've always been fascinated by technology. I, I like to say I was Urkel from the early days, the original Urkel. I, I, from Nigeria in the Bahamas, I grew up there. Um, I had taught myself six programming languages at the age of 11. I was building rudimentary video games. And then I came to America and I went to boarding school here. I studied computer engineering um, at Cornell University and... I, you know, I, I wanted to start the next Apple, but I realized that I was probably following the path of the wrong Steve. 
like Steve Wozniak, he built the computers, but Steve Jobs had all the fun. So, so I came out of, I came out of, uh, out of uh, engineering school and said, oh, well, let me go into the business side, worked for a couple of years, went back to uh, business school at Columbia and um, worked with McKinsey. Uh, the consulting thing was not really for me. I, I wanted my hands more on the steering wheel um, as opposed to just advising people. And, uh, and when I was coming out of business school, I was recruited to work with um, Citigroup's R&D group. Uh, so they wanted to come up with the next billion-dollar payment ideas. So it sort of continued that entrepreneurial track, but just inside a large company. How do we come up with great, scalable ideas that could change the world? Um, was pulled out of that after about um, a year and then was pulled to become uh, the assistant to the chief of staff to Citigroup's president um, globally. And so I was supposed to go off into a glorious future in finance, and that was not really that interesting to me. It started my first company at the time, which was, um, it does educational video games. So multiplayer, multi-user uh, worlds that allowed kids in LA or San Francisco or Boise, Idaho to play kids in New York or Lagos, Nigeria or Tokyo for that matter while they were learning math and literacy. So I've always been interested in these environments um, where, you know, you get multiple people in and, and because it was education, the teacher was such an integral part of, of what you were doing and how that was implemented. Sound familiar? Yep. Fast forward <laughs> um, to, uh, to the health and fitness space. And, and I entered this space or became involved in it because I ended up having something called plantar fasciitis, which for those of you who are runners, you know it. It's that, um, it's that if you call it a pain between the front and back of your feet from all of your calf muscles and everything being so tight. And I went into the physical therapist and they said, um, you should do group fitness, yoga to lengthen the muscles, Pilates to strengthen the core. And I was like, okay, what's Pilates? I had no idea. That was my introduction right. to Pilates, I, right? Yes, and yep. I, this is I a went, familiar story. Yes. A lot of the people listening will be familiar like, oh, I story, know exactly right? who you are. <laughs> I've exactly, seen you so many times before. Exactly. <laughs> yep, yeah. So I went and I actually, I chose the Pilates instructor. Um, she was fantastic. After about three months of doing private sessions, um, it cleared it all up. I could stand for more than 15 minutes. And, along, and I said, this is what I want to spend my life doing is, is enabling, you know, this type of sort of what I call informal health sector. And she invited me into her, uh, her, her group fitness class. And I went into my first group fitness class. And the first thing was that I was the only guy in there. So immediately I was like, okay, I, I had been to a Stairmaster class before and I was like, all right, I'm going to be completely embarrassed. I'm going to be on the floor in like five minutes where everybody else is just going for like the next hour. So I was like, this is going to be so embarrassing. But I put my mat down next to these three ladies and they were talking to each other about, um, hey, are we doing brunch after Pilates? And I was like, I like brunch. And so, and so I started talking to them. I was like, hey, are we doing this? Where are we going? And, and they never invited me to Pilates. Right? They never invited me to brunch. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, they say that Zuckerberg started uh, Facebook because he couldn't get any friends. I started this because I wasn't invited to lunch, but I did recognize that this was a community. But three months later, I still didn't know like 70% of the people in the studio. And I was like, this is so strange. We have common interests. We're here multiple times a week, and yet we're not connected to each other any more deeply. And from a business perspective, I, I understood that fitness was all about the people. Right. And so I was I was like, well, as a business, as a client, I'm more likely to go back. The more connected I am to the other clients, the more connected I am to the instructor, 
And the more connected I am, even to the front desk person, if I walk in and say, hey, Auntie, good to see you again. And no one had created software that helped you to manage those relationships, personalize those relationships, and therefore drive revenue, retention, profits, and all the rest of that out of understanding what your community was and how you could leverage that community to drive all of those things. So that's how it came about. So that's how it came about. And FitGrid was yeah. born. FitGrid was born. I mean, it, it took a couple more, a couple more iterations, <laughs> but yes. But, but the, big, the, the big thing was, the big realization was that, you know, if you're a studio owner or you're a manager, it's sort of like a pyramid, right? You have maybe three or four or five people, the owner, the managers, the front desk people in the studios. And then you probably have hundreds of clients and maybe 10 to 20 instructors. And yet you are attempting to drive everything, acquisition, retention, all the rest of that from those four or five people that sit at the top. Why aren't you using all of the other people to do it? And if you're not doing it, then you're leaving money on the table. That's the philosophy. Right. And I 100% agree with you because we know how important it is that relationship that the client has with the studio is vitally important. And we know that there's many different touch points that happen for that client or every client that deepens that relationship, whether that's with the teacher, the atmosphere, the energy in the studio, um, the, the other people in the studio all create that relationship, right? Drive that relationship. And that's what keeps them coming back is how connected they feel to the studio, to the teacher, to the class, how much, how much they enjoy that experience. And there's so much that you can do as a studio owner, as a business to influence all of those things. And yet I think the, one of the most challenging things is, you know what I'm going to say? One of the most challenging things is that as a business owner, um, I think one of the biggest fears you have is that you are a bit of a target, you have a bit of a target on your back because at any moment, any one of your amazing, talented teachers who have relationships with your clients may decide to turn around and go down the street and open up their own studio and take with them your amazing clients from your studio. And I think one of the most challenging things that uh, one of, that's one of the biggest challenges that I think that studio owners have faced over the years is this idea that how do I create this deep connection with my clients while, um, or, or, or via my teachers without giving them, without there being this risk of also then perhaps losing the relationship between the client and the studio, Right. Um, and is, I know that, that for is, years that, yeah, and yeah. years, that has been one of the biggest concerns that, you know, the studio owners have, which is, I think, why most of, most of the time they do end up doing, doing all of that work, right? Right. No, that's, exact, that's exactly right. And, and, it's, and honestly, it's a problem, right? Because, uh, yes, you're exactly right. It's one of those, it's that, that, that issue is exactly one of the issues we decided to dive into when we created you know, our solutions for the instructor app, um, which allowed instructors to understand who was coming into class, but also to send follow-up messages. But those follow-up messages don't contain any information, uh, personal information from the instructor side, and don't allow them to see personal information from the client side. Because we are aware of and cognizant of that fear, that concern that studio owners have, right? And, and it, so there is this, 
there's this symbiotic relationship that exists between the studio owner and the instructors where the studio owner says, I got you all of those clients, therefore the benefit should accrue to the business. And the instructors are saying, yeah, but I'm the reason they're coming back. Therefore, right. you should pay me more. Yes. <laughs> right? and, and, yes. And it's, that, it's, that it's, that, it's that, yes, big, big challenge. It's yes. constant, right? Yeah. And, so, um, and so we believe that we have a way of, of solving all of that um, with the solutions that we provided. But, but actually, what I'm saying actually goes a little bit deeper because there is a, there is obviously you're an owner, you put up a studio, you hire the instructors. Now your retention play in the past has essentially been hoping that those instructors are good enough to keep the people coming back. What I'm saying is we can give you a way to understand that. We can give you a way to actually have some level of visibility and control over how well that happens. We're actually saying one step further. We're saying that actually there's a different set of interactions that keep people coming back as well. And those interactions are client to client and also client to your staff. So your front desk people in particular. And can we start to help to solidify relationships and connections there also so that it's not just about, in other words, the, the instructor's dominance or power in that relationship is actually diluted because I'm coming back because I have all of these other great people in the studio. I'm coming back because that front desk person really knows my name. You know, in addition to I'm coming back because the instructor is just fantastic. So tell us a little bit about um, how FitGrid works in, in doing all of that from a, from a studio perspective, from yeah. a studio owner's perspective. What is, how sure. does it work well, from, from what you just, just, just described? Yeah, yeah. So, so when starting, I imagined what, what would a piece of community or relationship management software look like? Uh, and actually do. And with our system, you can certainly choose to do this a la carte. But, um, but what we said was, well, you would have a piece of software uh, that would sit in the hands of the staff. So that's the owner, the managers, the front desk people. You have a piece of software that sits in the hands of the instructors and a piece of software that sits in the hands of the consumer or the client. And they do very different things. The software for the studio staff would allow them to have insight into what is happening in the community. So understanding the community better, getting deeper and deeper awareness, and then understanding what the tools that the instructors and that the consumers or clients are using, how well are those driving the key metrics of the business? So that was one piece of software we call that studio admin. The other piece of software was the instructor app, which you call FitGrid Pro for professionals, the FitGrid Pro. And in there, um, you were able to, the instructor was able to see who was coming into class, broken out by a set of statistics, create notes, you know, for each other. And by statistics, I mean like, hey, what's the age breakdown of the people in class? What are the pains or the, the fitness goals of the different people? So they could start to personalize their interactions, you know, with those, with either the individuals or with the class as a whole. If they understand that 90% of the class, the fitness goal is actually cardio for whatever reason, and that 30% of the class has knee pain, right? Well, don't do a whole bunch of running. You know, you might want to modify that a little. And if you have someone that actually has back pain and knee pain, you might want to go and have a conversation with that particular person about how they can mod. So the ability to sort of understand who is coming into the class and then to send messages to those people. We've seen that drive an increase in 
um, client returns, particularly first-time client returns, which are so critically important, by 35% or more. And those people end up sp spending, across all of our studios, 2.4 times more money over the first 90 days. And in addition to that, across the entire system, we increase the client lifespan in studios by two or more months. So pre-COVID, it was actually like six or more months that people were staying in studios as a result of the software that we put out there. Um, and then, you know, we, as we started to look at what's happening during COVID and all the rest of that, it was like two or more months longer because everyone was leaving studios because they were like, well, I don't know if I want to do virtual. And then the last piece of software was, uh, was an app that we created that allows clients to go in, um, certainly to search for and look for their classes easily across instructors, across times, et cetera. But in addition to that, um, to track their workouts, to connect with friends or other classmates um, in the community and to know when they sign up for classes, then to be able to message each other so they could start to coordinate and communicate among the groups. And of course, it grabs data in terms of what they're doing and then feeds that back to the instructors and feeds that back to the studio. So think of it as like this, this huge, it's why it's called FitGrid. It's a grid. And on that grid sits every person, like the studio, the consumer or client, and the actual instructor. And think about all the information that starts to come back to the studio um, based on all of those interactions. That's what we built. So you get an awful lot of data that, um, that is obviously extremely insightful in, you know, in terms of the consumer behavior. Um, what, what do you see... What are sort of, as you kind of develop this or as you continue to develop it, especially now kind of in our kind of sort of, what are we calling this era? I don't think, I don't know if it's post-COVID. Are we post, I don't know what we are, but we're sort of evolving through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to call it. This is called, this is called the emergence period. This is emergence. the emergence. Okay, got it. We're, we're emergence period. From, yeah. Living as well as we can. Um, yes. what, what are you seeing in terms of trends? Because presumably you probably yeah. see the, you know, the aggregate of, ever, the whole, of everything. Yeah, so it's, so it's interesting um, because, you know, I could sort of combine the, com the combined knowledge of what we see from FitGrid with what we see from surveys at, at BFS, you know, as well because I'm a co-founder of BFS. We do surveys of, of all of the different, um, different studios that are members of that. But what we, what we see from both is that the primary focus of studio owners these days is getting clients in the door, right? And... Um, and that comes in two forms. Uh, how do I get new clients in? And how do I get back my old clients? Right? So that's, that's top of mind for them. And what we're starting to see more and more is that studio owners are beginning to accept that their businesses should also be, should, should pretty much be cons considered restarts. <laughs> right? So if your old customers haven't come back by now, you're probably not going to get a whole lot of them back. So you really are focusing on getting how do I get new customers in, in this environment? And that is, that's actually challenging in this environment because there's a lot of economic uncertainty. And one of the first things that people will cut is the number of expensive, you know, boutique fitness classes um, that they choose to do, right? So while that was sort of top of mind for studio owners and, and remains top of mind for studio owners, they actually realize that that is not something they have a heck of a lot of control over right now. And frankly, just on the pure acquisition, you know, perspective, not something they're particularly good at because for so long, <laughs> um, there was the COVID period and then the pre-COVID period, studio owners were just 
um, what do you call it? Worshiping at the feet of like three customers, a lot of class pass, a lot of Groupon, just a lot, like the whole industry was just growing like gangbusters. And so they never had to really dive into like the basic building blocks of community, right? When they go out into your community, the stores around you, the businesses around you, develop relationships, get people in one at a time and make sure they stick, right? It was sort of like, oh no, I'll just get the replacement from ClassPass next month or I'll get the replacement for whatever. So now with the, the biggest thing that people are focused on, given that they don't really know how to do that, they're trying to figure it out, is retention. And retention comes in two forms. The first form is, how do I make sure that new client that comes in the door, they stick. They gotta stick. And the second piece is, how do I make sure that those have been coming for a bit, they continue to stick, right? So retention is first and foremost in people's minds right now. And so we're, we're getting people diving a lot into what looks like, or what I like to say, and what we've always had as a philosophy from the FitGrid side, you need to be like the hotel industry. You need to understand as much about your clients as you possibly can. You need to have personalized communication with them. Like the automated emails and all the rest of that are great. But guess what? In an environment where every single person matters, you build relationships with people. You don't build them with automated emails, right? And so as a result of that, you know, people are saying, okay, what do I do given that I need to build this personal relationship, you know, with them? Um, with this client that just came in or these clients that are, that, that already exist, but all the software is automated email, but I don't have all the staff that I used to have, right. In order to go and, you know, put in place these, um, this, all of this outreach, that's where we come in as FitGrid because we have an in-between solution that allows for the personalization of these messages that actually surfaces the people you should be most focused on, on having the communication with and allowing either the staff or the front desk person or the instructor, you know, to be able to reach out to those people, have a connection. And that's what's driven up um, client conversion rates and also retention rates so high. Yeah. So it really raises sort of as the system for finding those high risk clients or, or perhaps the folks who um, are, have, there is more potential um, for in your business without you having to do all of that work of going through running all the reports That's and right. schedule, you know, so it's, it's sort of like exactly. a quick, quick and easy way to find those sort of perhaps in what a five, 10 people a week that you need to reach out to. Maybe it's more, maybe it's less depending on the size of your business and who it is that, and when you see their profile, you'll see when they last came in, you'll see what class they took, you'll see what teacher they were with, and you can very easily message them easily, quickly, and invite them back in with a sort of a, a very bespoke message and, 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 you know, with some, you know, perhaps even incentives or otherwise that helps to kind of encourage them to keep, keep coming back. Um, and so you're not that's doing, better. you're not, exactly you're, right. yeah. So you're sending them, you're not sent, you're not sort of, you know, it's a, it's the, it's the system for creating the personalization, which is, we know so paramount to creating that sort of to evolving that deep connection, that deep customer, that relationship with your clients, which we know is so important. That's right. I mean, think about it, think about it this way. And I've, I've always, so what I did in order to understand what we needed to build with FitGrid was I actually ran a pop-up studio for a while. And one of the oh. things that was most, uh, yeah, that's a part I didn't mention. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I want to talk about. <laughs> critical, critical part, right, yeah. Oh my God. When I say I, I feel your pain, oh my God, all studio owners out there, I feel your pain. 
Um, yeah. what, what, I, what I would say was that the, the frustrating thing for me was that I knew that somewhere in the database of all the clients that had been through the studio, um, there were people who I should be talking to right now. I knew that. And the question was just, who are they? Right. And, and then the other question was, who should be talking to them? And the last question was, and what should they be saying? Right. And so, you know, we designed the system with, with that in mind. And so if you think about your customer journey, right, as a studio owner, then, you know, it starts with the, oh, I heard about this studio. And that could be from reviews on a website or your friends told you about it or whatever. Um, and then when you come into the studio, we tend to think about that as first visit. But actually in first visit, there are three touches that happen, right? You walk in the door and the front desk person says, hey, and if they say, hey, and they're distracted, they're not great, you know, they don't have a lot of energy or whatever, guess what? I'm like, mm, I'm already not feeling this place, right? And then, and then the next set of interactions is actually with the instructor. When you walk into the instructor's class, the instructor doesn't notice you, doesn't make you feel welcome. Uh, if they don't have like high energy or whatever, they're like, ah, I don't know if I'm coming back to this place, right? And then the third set of interactions with all the other clients, you know, in there. And if the other clients seem like they're standoffish or they know too much what they're going to do and no one goes out of the way to help introduce you. So this seems like, you know, they got the cult, they've already got their group and, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a member or part of, then guess what? I'm not coming back. That's three interactions in your first visit. Yeah. And we and don't think about it like that. Right. There's so much that you can do in that first session that really influences that long-term relationship that you have with exactly. the client. So much. And exactly. it's to do, it's so much to do with how you set up that expectations for the first session, what they, um, what that foot, that client is met with when they walk into the studio, how they're welcomed and the words and language and the, and the stories and the interactions, as you said, that they had during that first session really is the found founding sort of blocks for the future of their, of their, you know, sort of, um, movement practice at your studio. And, um, it, it's about, you said it, you said it perfectly. It was not just, it's, it is a, it's about those interactions with those sort of three different sets of people, but it's also about what you're, you're sort of telling the new client at, you know, at each of those interactions, what each of those sort of interactions are, what the messaging is around that and what people are, what they're told around, um, that first session and before even they walk in the studio, what are they expecting? Because that is also a part of this too, right? It's sort of like that customer journey doesn't start the day when they open the door and walk in that the customer journey starts before that, long before that actually. Um, and you have the exactly ability right. to really, with your marketing messaging and all of the messaging you're sending through all of these different communication um, platforms that you can, you can really drive and influence um, whether or not that first session is a big success in that they then want to come back again, <laughs> you know, and it's, no, that's, it's that's exactly really right. pivotal, very pivotal. It is. Let me, um, let me, let me make what you just said concrete, you know, with, with an example. So let's say that you or I walk into, walk into a studio and that we're going to talk about like a typical studio experience. And then we're going to compare it to the type of experience that you could have using FitGrid software, different parts of FitGrid software. So we walk into the studio um, and we go up to the front desk. We're like, hey, you know, we're here for class. We're like, oh, hey, um, okay, well, class is going to start. Towels are there, blah, 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 and all that sort of thing. You're like, okay, great, because that's what I expect. I don't expect anything more, right? So I, I go and I get the towel. I get my mat. I, I, walk into, um, I walk into class. 
and the instructor says, hey, everyone, good to see you, you know, and uh, we're going to start class now. We do class and, and, it's, and it's fine, you know, and I walk out um, and, and I leave and, uh, and then I get, maybe I get something to follow up messages, maybe I don't, right? So that's, that's like your typical experience and, you know, in there, there might be some nuances as to what people do. Now, with the FitGrid software, here's what we would like the ideal experience to be. Because you used our software coming in, we actually know some information about you already. So now I'm going to say, hey, Saran, uh, good to see you. And I understand um, that you're actually interested in music. Is that right? Whoa, wait, how did you know that? Right? Like I'm giving an example of, of some piece of information that you actually entered, you know, in because you're like, oh, that could be really interesting. And you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. And he's like, well, this is the place for music. We got great songs. You've got a great instructor who has great music. This is where you find your towels, et cetera. So now you walk into the studio, right? And, um, and by the way, you have knee pain. And the instructor actually saw that ahead of time. So that comes up to you and is like, Saran, I see it's your first time. I saw that you have some knee pain. Um, how does that actually work? Does it prevent you from doing any of the movements? Like, here's how you could module. Like, oh my God, they actually paid attention, right? And then you leave the studio afterwards and the instructor sends you a follow-up message that says, hey, it was great. It was great seeing you. It was great meeting you, blah, 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 blah. Um, hope to see you again. You know, and then finally the studio sends their follow-up message, right? But each of that has specific information to you and it's personalized. And it's done in such a way where it's actually very simple for the instructor or the studio to do it because we're presenting. Here's who you should follow up with. We actually have suggestions for what you could say. And so it takes all of like a minute for them to do that follow-up message, either to the group or to you individually. And so it's pretty simple. Completely different experience. Yes, very different experience. Very different experience. And, and, that, that and like you said, back. that is reflected then in the, I think you mentioned the average spend is 2.4 times higher over the first six months. Is that what, is that the data you, is mm -hmm. that the desk stat you threw out earlier? That first, first, first three months. First three first months. months. 2.4 times yeah. higher, more revenue. Yeah. So, right. you know, it all makes a difference. And I mean, you know, that's, that goes to show how much of an impact it makes having those, you know, being really intentional about those touch points, what you're saying and who's saying it and, and following up and all of those things. Really super, super important. Super important. So in terms of, you know, um, who, who is the best positioned to get the most out of the FitGrid platform, would you say? I'm sorry, who's best position to do what? I'm sorry. To get the most out of FitGrid. Who's as a studio, uh, you know, what sort of size, how yeah. many instructors, that sort of thing. What, what are you, who would you say is the best, is best position to get the most out of the platform? Or who's it, who's it best for? I would say, I would say that it's more of a mindset um, than anything else. Certainly, you know, we could break down the, the product into the different features or components, but I'll say it's a, it's a mindset thing. Um, if you are a studio owner, that believes that your community is important to you and you believe that the relationships are things that should be managed and can make a difference, you know, um, in, in the growth of your studio and the retention of your studio, then our platform is for you. And, and that probably does come at a certain size because if you are, if you're a beginning studio and, and you're, um, and you know, all 12 of the people, <laughs> that come right. to your class like you haven't you haven't built beyond that <laughs> then you're probably like eh, well i know all of this information right and therefore i can just keep that in my head and that's fine um so probably beyond that point when you're starting to get to the number of people 
um, or you have enough instructors where you're like, you know what, um, there are more interactions happening here than I have the ability to see, right? And that's probably two or three instructors and probably 30 or more people, right, um, that are coming to your studio, then, then this, is, this is the sort of thing that makes sense for you. Um, because what we're going to do is we're going to end up exposing, you know, what's happening in there and, and helping you to drive more revenue from the people that you already have, and even encouraging them to bring in new people. If you're in those early phases, um, then I would say you do you. But if you want to set up for the later phases, then you could start to bring this in um, to help set you up for those later phases. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think every, you know, every business has its, has its cycle, right? And, um, you know, you, to be able to decide what, which is the right point to jump into using a software like this is one of the, I think, um, as a, as a, as a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as the CEO of your business, you know, you have to be looking for tools that are going to support scale and growth of your business. And for sure, this is one of them. And I, as much data as you, you can gather, um, as a business owner, is going to only help build and grow your business. And when you're able to gather that data and, it, and alongside that, um, build a deeper connection and relationship with your clients, then, you know, that's a really supportive overall. That's right. And, and I'll, I'll say one last thing about data um, because I, I, I've heard this a lot. I know this a lot. I, I did work with that consulting firm, McKinsey. Um, I think that a lot of studio owners are awash in data. Right. They have so much data, they actually don't even know what to do with it. Right. right. And so what we focus on with Figrid is actually what I will call actionable intelligence or actionable yeah. data. Right. right. And so we actually want to take that step where we're like, OK, we've gone and we scoured, you know, all the data that you have. Here's what you can act on right now. Right now, there are some people that just love to like show me everything, and then they want to know the makeup of their studio. What percentage of people are architects? What percentage of people are male versus female? What are the age breakdowns? And then they come up with their own stuff, right? And that's great. Um, but most studio owners are actually so busy thinking about other things, you know, like the toilet's clogged, right? Like, what do I do about that, right? They're so busy thinking about all this other stuff that they don't necessarily have time to jump in, or the people now coming out of COVID to jump in for full-scale analysis of all of this. And they just need to know, what should I do today? And so we focus on that. What do you do? What do you do today? What do you do right now? Here are some suggestions that we have. And to the extent that using our artificial intelligence that we're building, we can actually make that even easier for you, um, then that's what, that's what we want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Time and time again, you know, when I work on, with um, my studio owners on developing their their brand messaging, their marketing messaging, you know, I, I ask a lot of questions about, you know, what they really enjoy about what they do, because so much of that really feeds down into the energy that is in the business and the way that their business, the, the way that their, their services delivered and the way that, you know, the, the atmosphere and the energy inside of the studio and time and time again, without fail, I hear from the studio owners that it's that community that they, it, they just, that energizes them. Right. And so this is, you know, it's such an important component that we can't overlook really as studio owners because it's, it's not only just integral for the, for the business to function, but it's also really, really very important for um, the business owner to feel energized by other business as well and, and the teachers as well. It's so important. So I want to thank NT for 
uh, joining us today and for sharing with us so many wonderful insights about the software FitGrid. If you want to learn a little bit more, you can go to the link in the show notes below um, where you found this and um, you will, um, you'll get all the information that you need right there. And um, I'm sure that uh, you will get a lot out of um, what you will learn from um, diving into all of that as well. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you um, if you uh, enjoyed this conversation, which I hope you did, then uh, be sure to never miss another episode by hitting that follow or that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I will be chatting with you again next week. Did you love this episode and want more? Head to spring3.com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day. Mm -hmm.